In this episode of Flying Smarter, I'm talking about trusted traveler programs that you can use to save yourself time at the airport. But first, I'm going to look at the future of jumbo jets. Welcome to episode 41 of Flying Smarter, the podcast that explores the fascinating world of air travel to help you become a smarter and savvier traveler. Let's get started. What is the future of jumbo jets? This is a listener question submitted through our website, and it's asked in the context of the fact that the largest passenger airliners, the Airbus A380 and the Boeing 747, are now both out of production. When people use the term jumbo jet, they're generally referring to these two aircraft, which are capable of carrying hundreds of passengers. The Boeing 747 first flew in 1969, and Boeing developed a number of variants over the coming decades. The last 747 produced rolled off the assembly line earlier in 2023. The Airbus A380 is the world's largest passenger jet, and was produced from 2003 to 2021. It has a full upper deck and is the topic of the main segment of episode 26 of Flying Smarter. As I mentioned at the beginning of episode 39, the Airbus A380 is distinctive because it has a full upper deck, while the Boeing 747 stands out because it only has an upper deck at the front of the aircraft. Historically, jumbo jets like the Boeing 747 and later the A380 were iconic symbols of long-haul air travel, capable of carrying hundreds of passengers over vast distances. However, in recent years, the aviation industry has seen a shift towards smaller, more fuel-efficient, and versatile twin-engine aircraft. These aircraft offer improved fuel efficiency, reduced operating costs, and the ability to fly non-stop to more destinations, making them popular choices for airlines. While fuel efficiency is a big factor in the decline of jumbo jets, changes in route networks and market demand also played a role. Demand for point-to-point travel as opposed to connecting through a hub is increasingly growing, and many airlines have been offering more non-stop flights between smaller destinations in recent years. The rise of smaller aircraft that can fly longer distances, like the Boeing 787 Dreamliner and Airbus's narrow-body A321LR and upcoming XLR, allow airlines to operate what are known as long-thin routes, long referring to long distance, and thin referring to not very strong demand. These are routes that were previously not financially feasible because the aircraft that could fly that far were either too big or not fuel efficient enough for the route to be profitable. Aircraft like the Airbus A321LR and XLR and Boeing's 787, however, are smaller aircraft that are more fuel efficient and can fly these long distances, making them a popular choice among airlines. Now, with that in mind, what about the future of jumbo jets? Although the production of jumbo jets has ended, they'll still be around for years to come. A number of airlines still operate both the Airbus A380 and the Boeing 747 and will likely continue to do so for the coming decade or two, if not longer. With today's interconnected world, there's also significant demand for air cargo services, and we may see increased cargo conversions with the Boeing 747, and I'm excluding the A380 here because there's currently no A380 cargo conversion program out there. That being said, there's no doubt that there will be a decline in the number of jumbo jets in the skies in the coming years as the aircraft out there become older and no new ones are being produced. In the long term though, there's always the possibility that new jumbo jets are developed. Now this would be a decades long time frame as new aircraft take many years to develop and come to market. 
There are particular markets out there where jumbo jets are an appealing option, and it's possible that more of these emerge in the future. As the global population increases, there will also be new markets and larger numbers of people who want to travel. As technology improves, we'll continue to see improvements in fuel efficiency. The world isn't quite moving in the direction of more jumbo jets right now, but if these factors play out in the right way, it's quite possible that we'll see a new jumbo jet in the future. Some of the questions that I answer on the show, like the one today, are submitted by listeners, and you can send in a question to be featured as well. You can submit your question by reaching out on social media, I'll include links to our accounts in the episode description, or by visiting our website at flyingsmarter.com and going to the contact page. There, you can record your question as an audio clip or submit it as a message. Did you know that Boeing produced two special versions of the Boeing 747 for the Japanese domestic market? Japan has a few domestic routes that have extremely high passenger demand, and the two major Japanese airlines, All Nippon Airways and Japan Airlines, have used the large aircraft with dense configurations on these routes for decades. In the 1970s, Boeing introduced the Boeing 747-100SR, or short range, which could seat almost 500 passengers, as compared to the aircraft's regular capacity of around 350. The aircraft also had extra structural support to accommodate the aircraft's large passenger load and frequent takeoffs and landings on the shorter routes. A few decades later in 1991, the Boeing 747-400D was introduced to replace the aging 747 short range, with D standing for domestic. These aircraft could seat up to a whopping 660 passengers, although neither airline ever configured their aircraft with that many seats. These planes flew on routes in Japan like Tokyo to Osaka, and the final Boeing 747-400D was retired in 2014. Today, these routes are typically operated by newer wide-body jets with high-density configurations. We all know that the airport experience can be busy and stressful. In today's main segment, I'm going to take a look at one of the easiest ways for you to save time at the airport and make your travel experience smoother, trusted traveler programs. These programs essentially allow pre-approved travelers to receive expedited access through either security screening or customs and immigration processing or both. We'll focus on the ones available in North America, as these are some of the most popular ones and the most relevant to much of our audience, but I'm also going to take a look at some of the others around the world. Let's start with programs that help you get through security screening faster. The two main ones here are TSA PreCheck and Clear. TSA PreCheck is a trusted traveler program operated by the Transportation Security Administration, or TSA, in the United States. The program enhances efficiency by expediting the screening process for certain low-risk travelers. At airports in the United States with TSA PreCheck, Passengers get to use a special, shorter line and don't have to remove their laptops, liquids, shoes, or light jackets when going through security screening. Pre-check travelers also usually get screened through traditional metal detectors rather than the full body scanners. Generally speaking, only US citizens, nationals, and lawful permanent residents can apply for TSA pre-check. However, there are some other trusted traveler programs that we'll talk about later that allow some foreign nationals to have pre-check as well. I'll talk about it later, but it's generally actually a better deal to get pre-checked through another one of these programs. 
To apply for TSA PreCheck, you have to submit an online application through the TSA PreCheck website or complete an application in person at an enrollment center. The application requires some personal information, travel history, and responses to security-related questions. You then undergo a background check and the TSA says that you can be deemed ineligible due to incomplete or false application information, certain violations of federal security regulations, or some disqualifying criminal offenses and factors. The TSA website has further information on what it considers a disqualifying criminal offense or other factor. At the time of publication of this episode in the summer of 2023, the application fee is $78, US which gives you five years of pre-check. You may be able to save money on this though, as there are some credit cards out there that offer a statement credit to cover this fee. After you submit your application, you'll have to go for an in-person appointment at a TSA pre-check enrollment center. During the appointment, an official will verify your identity, review the provided information and documents, take your fingerprints, and conduct additional security checks. You'll generally find out if you're approved within 3-5 to five days afterwards, but it can take up to 2 months. When you get approved, you don't get a card or any sort of physical proof that you have TSA PreCheck. Instead, you get what's called a known traveler number, or KTN. You have to add this number to your airline reservations or loyalty program profile before you check in for your flight. Then, when you get your boarding pass, it'll have a PreCheck logo or a notation on it that gives you access to PreCheck when you get to security. Then, when you get to the TSA security checkpoint, you can use the expedited pre-check lines for your document check and security screening. During the screening process, you won't have to remove your shoes, belts, light jacket, liquids, or laptops. Sometimes, there won't be a dedicated pre-check line if it's not busy or if there isn't enough staff, but you'll usually just be able to tell the officers that you have pre-check or they'll give you a piece of paper or something that you can bring through the screening area that says you have pre-check that gives you the benefits of not having to remove those things. A few things to note about TSA PreCheck. Not all airports have PreCheck and not all airlines participate in PreCheck. As the name implies, TSA PreCheck is run by the US Transportation Security Administration, meaning that it is only available at TSA checkpoints which are only located in the US. As of the summer of 2023, TSA PreCheck is available at over 200 airports across the United States and about 85 airlines participate in the program. To have access to PreCheck, you need to be flying from an airport with PreCheck with an airline that participates in the program. When you get your boarding pass, whether it's a physical one or a digital one, check to see if the PreCheck notation or icon is there before trying to use the PreCheck line. Clear is a separate trusted traveler program that complements TSA PreCheck by focusing on biometric identification and expedited access to the security checkpoint. Unlike TSA PreCheck, which is operated by the TSA, a government agency, Clear is actually a private company that offers its services at a couple dozen US airports as well as some sports stadiums and event venues. So, what's the difference between TSA PreCheck and Clear? Well, in the United States, security screening consists of two parts. First, you get your identification checked by a TSA officer, and then the second part is the physical security screening with x-ray machines and metal detectors and body scanners that you find all around the world. Like we discussed earlier, TSA PreCheck gets you in a special line for both parts of security and gives you expedited treatment while going through the physical screening since you don't have to remove certain items. On the other hand, Clear uses biometrics and more specifically fingerprints and iris scans to verify your identity and allow you to bypass that first part of security or the identity check by a TSA officer. Once you have your identity verified at a clear machine, you go to the front of the line or close to the front of the line for physical security screening. 
If you have pre-check as well, you get to go to the front of the pre-check line. But if you don't have pre-check, you're still subject to the regular security screening, you just get to skip the line for the identity verification. In a nutshell, Clear helps you save time by not having to wait and show a TSA officer your identification, and then allows you to skip the line after that as well. One quick note. At the time of publication of this episode in the summer of 2023, the TSA has actually ramped up random identification checks of Clear users. In other words, more Clear members than before are having their identity manually checked as well by a TSA agent. This was in response to an incident in 2022 where an individual went through Clear and was subsequently found to be using a false identity and was found to be carrying ammunition. The TSA is now investigating Clear's practices, and actually initially announced that all Clear members would have to have their identification checked manually, which would have largely negated the benefits of Clear, but this apparently has been pushed back, and at this point is just more random checks for the time being. To enroll in Clear, Travelers have to start the application process either online or in person at a clear enrollment center located at participating airports. If you apply online, you'll still have to attend an enrollment center in person, and you have to do so to provide biometric data, such as your fingerprints and your iris scans, which are used to create a new unique biometric profile and is sort of the whole point of the program. This profile serves as the traveler's identification when using the clear lanes. At the time of publication of this episode, again in July of 2023, Clear costs $189 US per year, which is notably more expensive than TSA PreCheck, which is $78 for 5 years. Some airline loyalty program statuses and credit cards do cover the fee or offer complimentary or discounted membership with Clear. Clear is available at a few dozen airports across the US. When a Clear member arrives at a participating airport, they can go directly to the Clear lane at the security screening checkpoint where there's an area with a number of Clear kiosks. At the Clear lane, your saved biometric profile is matched with your physical biometric data like your fingerprints or your iris scans, and once your identity is confirmed, you get escorted to the front of the line for TSA physical security screening. While both TSA PreCheck and Clear aim to expedite the airport security process, there are distinct programs with different purposes. TSA PreCheck involves a thorough background check and an in-person interview with a TSA officer to ensure your low-risk status. In contrast, Clear focuses on biometric identification for expedited access to security checkpoints. PreCheck is a government-run program that is more of a pre-vetting system, whereas Clear is a private company that automates the identity checking process. TSA PreCheck expedites the security screening process by allowing you to use dedicated lanes where you can keep your shoes, belts, and light jackets on, and leave compliant liquids and laptops in your bags. Clear, on the other hand, is designed to speed up the ID process, but does not eliminate the need for standard security processes. Finally, PreCheck is much more widely available, with it being offered at over 200 airports, while Clear lanes exist only at a few dozen airports right now. With all that being said though, the programs can be seen as complementary and frequent flyers may want to be enrolled in both. You can be a clear user and use the biometric screening and then subsequently go to a pre-check lane where you get the expedited and simplified screening process. Let's move on now to two trusted traveler programs that can save you time at a different airport process, customs and immigration screening during international travel. Global Entry and Nexus are two government programs that provide benefits to pre-approved low-risk travelers when traveling internationally. Let's start with Global Entry. 
Global Entry is a program run by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or CBP, that was introduced in 2008. Its main purpose is to expedite the international arrival process for travelers entering the United States. The program is open to U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, and citizens of certain other countries who meet the eligibility criteria. To apply for Global Entry, you complete an application through the CBP's Trusted Traveler Program website. The application process involves providing some personal information, travel history, and responses to security-related questions. A non-refundable application fee is also required at this point, and as of the summer of 2023, the fee is $100 and is also covered by some credit cards. U.S. citizens and permanent residents are eligible to apply, but the program is also open to citizens of certain other countries like Brazil, the U.K., and South Korea. After the initial application is reviewed, you can be conditionally accepted for global entry. Once you have a conditional acceptance, you have to go schedule an in-person interview at a global entry enrollment center. Appointments are sometimes hard to come by, but there's actually a second method of completing your interview called enrollment on arrival. This allows you to complete your interview in the CBP area when you arrive from an international flight. Whichever way you complete your interview, a CBP officer will verify your identity, conduct a background check, and assess your eligibility for the program. The application and the background check process for global entry is longer and more comprehensive than that for TSA pre-check, and applications generally take months to be approved. Once travelers are approved, they're global entry members. You receive a physical card, as well as a trusted traveler number. Going forward, when you arrive back in the U.S. from international travel, you can use the dedicated global entry kiosks at airports where they're available. You still have to scan your passport or your permanent residence card, and then you scan your fingerprints and complete your customs declaration. At some airports, though, they have newer global entry kiosks which have facial recognition, and those allow you to not even have to scan your passport or use your fingerprints. In any case, the kiosks generally have a much shorter line than the regular processing line, allowing you to save time and get through the customs and immigration process more efficiently. Global entry kiosks are generally available at all major international airports across the US and at pre-clearance airports in Canada and at a few other destinations abroad. For more information on pre-clearance, check out episode 23 where I talk about United States pre-clearance at the beginning of the episode. When returning to the US by land, global entry members can also save time by using the shorter lanes designated for Nexus, which I'll talk about shortly, and Sentry, which is a program that is similar to global entry but aimed at those who primarily cross the border by land. On top of this, global entry members are automatically eligible for TSA PreCheck. In the same way that those with PreCheck can enter their known traveler number in their reservation or on their airline loyalty program profile to get the PSA PreCheck icon on their boarding pass, global entry members can enter their trusted traveler number. Considering the fact that global entry is only slightly more expensive than PreCheck, most people will be better off enrolling in global entry. For a difference of only $22 as of the time of publication of this episode, you can get the benefits of global entry when returning from international travel and also get the expedited security screening benefits of pre-check. If you only travel domestically though, or have difficulty accessing a global entry enrollment center since there are less of them than TSA pre-check enrollment centers, then you may want to consider just getting pre-check. For most people though, getting global entry is the way to go. The next program I want to cover is Nexus, and it might be even better than Global Entry for some travelers. 
Nexus is a trusted traveler program jointly operated by the Customs and Immigration Agencies of Canada and the U.S., the Canada Border Services Agency, or CBSA, and U.S. Customs and Border Protection, or CPP. The program helps you save time, and it aims to expedite the border clearance process for pre-approved travelers entering either Canada or the United States. Now, similar to global entry, the Nexus application process starts with an online application through the CBP's Trusted Traveler Program website. You provide some personal information, travel history, and answers to some security questions. Then, like with global entry, you have to pay a non-refundable application fee. But as of summer 2023, the application fee is 50 US dollars, which is less than that of pre-check and half of that of global entry. Nexus is available to citizens and permanent residents of Canada and the U.S., as well as certain Mexican nationals. The process overall is quite similar to the global entry one, but you have to be interviewed by both Canadian and American border officers. There are currently three options to conduct your Nexus interview after you're conditionally approved, depending on where you're located. At many land border crossings, officers from both countries conduct joint interviews, where a CBSA officer and a CBP officer will both be present. At a few enrollment centers at the land border, they have what's called a split interview, where you conduct one part of your interview at one side of the border, then go over to the corresponding enrollment center just across the border on the other side to complete the second part of your interview. Finally, at pre-clearance airports in Canada, applicants can complete a two-part interview. They first make an appointment and conduct the Canadian portion of their interview at the Canadian Nexus Enrollment Center. Then, the next time they travel to the United States, they conduct their U.S. interview in the pre-clearance area of the airport, similar to enrollment upon arrival for global entry. In any case, the interview is a time for the officers to verify your identity, conduct background checks, and assess your eligibility. Once Nexus members are approved, they also get a membership card and a trusted traveler number. Like Global Entry, Nexus members also get TSA pre-check benefits and can use their trusted traveler number on their airline reservation or loyalty program profile. Even better, Nexus members can use Global Entry kiosks when entering the US, and they can use the Nexus and Sentry lines when crossing the border in both directions by land. At major Canadian airports where there's a priority security line, Nexus members are generally eligible to use that as well to get to the front of the security line. This means that if you are a Nexus member, you also get the benefits of pre-check and global entry. Plus, it's the cheapest option out of all three. So why wouldn't everyone just go get Nexus? Well, a big reason is that you have to be interviewed by officers from both Canada and the US for Nexus. This means that you'll have to go in person to one of the Nexus enrollment centers at the Canada-US land border or at a Canadian pre-clearance airport. While this is easy for Canadians in Canada and Americans who live near the border or in a Canadian city with one of these airports, it's less accessible for most of those living in the US. So if you don't travel to Canada often, you're probably better off going with global entry. But if you travel often to Canada or a Canadian or live in Canada, Nexus is a cheaper option that gives you access to the most benefits. Various other countries around the world also have similar trusted traveler programs to expedite customs and immigration processing and help you save time at the airport. They generally allow pre-approved travelers to go through some sort of automated border control, thereby saving them time. Examples of these programs include EasyPass in Germany and eGate in Taiwan. Some countries like Australia and New Zealand simply allow all passengers that meet certain criteria, usually holders of certain passports, to use their expedited automated systems without even having to pre-register. 
As always, you should check the customs and immigration requirements of any country that you're traveling to or traveling through, but you can also see what sort of trusted traveler or expedited processing is available that you can use to make your travel experience smoother. Please take a minute and follow us on social media where you'll find things like podcast updates, sneak peeks, and additional content. Flying Smarter is on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Flying Smarter, and on Twitter at Flying underscore Smarter. That brings us to the end of episode 41 of Flying Smarter. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.